Ed Peters, and I welcome you on behalf of Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers to another broadcast of What's New. We continue on today in the first chapter of Acts, returning to Peter's address to those assembled in the upper room. Here, once again, are verses 16 to 20, and Luke writes as follows. In those days, Peter arose among the brotherhood. There was a gathered there about 120 persons, and said, Brother men, the scriptures had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit foretold through the lips of David concerning Judas, who became guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was counted with us and got his allotted share of this ministry. Then from the wages of crime he even bought a field, and falling headlong he burst asunder, and all his intestines gushed out, as became known to the whole Jerusalem population, so that they named that field in their own dialect Akeldama, that is, blood field. For in the book of Psalms it is written, Let his dwelling be desolate, and may no one live in it, and let another take his charge.
Now today, we will be looking at Luke's account of the death of Judas as recorded here in the book of Acts, then at Matthew's account of the same incident as recorded in the 27th chapter of his book. Now here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. A few months ago, I heard a speaker say that Judas really wasn't such a bad person. He was a poor man, and he was thinking about retirement. A safe investment was in land, so he bought land. In order to do that, he needed some quick cash. He was projecting into the future, and he was planning for it. He wanted security, so he sold out the Lord. Judas was thinking about tomorrow. Jesus said to one man, Don't think about tomorrow, think about today. The rich man had the same problem Judas did. He built bigger barns, security and possessions. But Jesus said to him, Today your life will be required of you. Was Judas just security conscious? Was he just anxious for a decent living after retirement? What actually is the story? Here is what Luke from the book of Acts adds. He records Peter's words to the group in that upstairs room. Peter says, Brothers, the scriptures had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through the mouth of David concerning Judas, who served as guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in this ministry. With the reward he got for his wickedness, Judas bought a field. There he fell headlong, his body burst open, and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called the field in their language Akeldama, that is, field of blood. For, said Peter, it is written in the book of the Psalms, May his place be deserted, let there be no one to dwell in it, and may another take his place of leadership. Bible writers often record the same events from differing perspectives. Sometimes they sound contradictory. One or the other seems wrong. But it must be remembered that God's word, as it came through these human writers, is infallible. So we need to compare the different accounts and at least try to harmonize them. But as one scholar put it, sometimes we don't have all the information or we humans just are not smart enough to do that. With respect to Judas' end, there are several accounts, one here in Acts and another in Matthew chapter 27. In order to get the total picture, I need to read Matthew's record too. Here are the details he adds to the picture. I read. Early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people came to the decision to put Jesus to death. They bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate the governor. When Judas, who betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the thirty silver coins to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us, they replied. That's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. The chief priests picked up the coins and said, It is against the law to put this into the treasury since it is blood money. So they decided to use the money to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. 
That is why it has been called the field of blood to this day. Then what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took the thirty silver coins, the price set on him by the people of Israel, and they used them to buy the potter's field as the Lord commanded me. Now two questions surface as we look at these two accounts. The first, how did Judas die? And the second, who bought the field? Let's focus on the first. How did Judas die? Matthew wrote for a Jewish audience. Since suicide was abhorrent to the Jewish mind, it was enough just to report that Judas hanged himself. So that's what Matthew does. And that was sufficient for his purpose for his audience. But Luke wrote to Theophilus, a Gentile, Such a terse statement would not properly indicate the awfulness of the act. Suicide was considered by the Gentiles as morally neutral. So Gentiles, under the influence of the outlook of the Stoic philosophers, would not be greatly shocked by Matthew's terse statement of Judas' death. So Luke adds some gory details. Evidently, Luke, doing his careful research, visited Jerusalem in 57 A.D. and was told the story of Judas' suicide. He wanted Theophilus and his Gentile readers to be gripped by his act and consequent terrible fate. So Luke adds the details that Judas fell and sustained a fatal rupture and his intestines spilled out. I believe Augustine had the right idea. He suggested that both Matthew and Luke were correct and should be combined. Judas hanged himself, and either the rope or the branch broke. The dead body fell and may have hit a stump or a rock or some other sharp object and burst open. The second question, who bought the field? That seems quite simple to explain. Matthew writes that the Jewish Sanhedrin did, while Luke writes that Judas did. The details are that Judas, after he realized that Jesus would die and that he had betrayed him, became remorseful and returned the money to the temple, perhaps to the treasury, and then left. Since it was blood money, it could not be accepted for the treasury, so that a burial field was purchased with it in Judas' name. It was still his money. Matthew, writing for Jewish readers, is concerned with the details relating to the temple. Luke's Gentile audience wouldn't be, so Luke omits those details. He simply writes that Judas bought a field. That's all Theophilus and his Gentile readers needed to know. Since the field was purchased with blood money, it was nicknamed, perhaps by Christians, the field of blood. One final point although I'll come back to Judas tomorrow. Sin has a way of destroying the sinner. Sin is self-destructive. If unchecked, as in the life of Saul in the Old Testament and Judas here, it leads to suicide. God came in Jesus to defeat sin and all its consequences, including death. That's the good news. From glory to glory he's changing me. Changing me, changing me, His likeness and image to perfect in me, the love of God shown to the world for 
of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.